Hey, you want to know what? What? There is another podcast that is also called The Improvement Project. Say more. (laughs) There's these two dudes from Scotland named Sean and Dave who have a podcast called The Improvement Project. Oh, that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're going to we're going to find out about them today. Are you in? Yeah, let's, I I'm uh I'm very intrigued. All right, let's do it. Hi and welcome to the Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts and celebrating all the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and just overall your own best self. On today's episode, we will be sharing the first part of the recording from our chat with our new podcast best friends, Sean and Dave from Scotland. We're going to help them answer a listener question about motivation. I think we actually do a pretty good job of answering the question, but there's also just a bunch of pretty funny tangents and random hilarity. It was pretty fun. We had a good time chatting with them. Mm -hmm. Without further ado, here is the first part of our chat with the guys from the other side of the world and the other improvement project, Sean and Dave. Welcome, everybody, to the Improvement Podcast. My name is Sean. I'm here with Dave. Hello, everybody. Today is a very special episode. Because we have the Improvement Project I know, <laughs> yes. online with us as well. Um, Jenny and Peggy, do you want to say hi? Hello. Hello. What, this, hello, this from, is, hello from Canada, by the way. From Canada, yeah. Exactly. All the way from Canada. Now, this is a really weird episode for us in particular because we all have the same podcast name. We have the same podcast name. <laughs> yes. But we didn't know, actually. Yeah. Now, you, you guys, like, like we were talking just before there, um, are about a year old now. Yes, the, we are celebrating so, our one year. In the podcast game. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we will say we didn't steal it from you, we promise. But Would really welcome. rather that you did. It <laughs> makes for a way better story if you stole it. <laughs> Should we just say that we did? <laughs> yes. um, yeah, why not? We're in a different country. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we thought we would never find you out. Oh, <laughs> 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 they're in Canada. They'll never know. <laughs> Plus, as well, Canadians are so nice that you're that's not going to take it. Oh, you're not going to hold it against us either. Well, that's right. We we found you out, and then we decided to befriend you, just like, like Canadians exactly. Would. <laughs> if you're Americans, you might have called your lawyer and then be like, "Shut these guys down." Um, that, well, that is we're true. too polite to even suggest that. No, we just want to. We just want to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told Canadians are like the friendliest country in the world. Is that about right? I well, think so. It's. I like it. I like being associated with that idea yeah. at the very least. Do you know what a Canadian standoff is? No. Oh. no. That's like if someone you do something nice and someone sends you a thank you note and you send one back and it just never ends. Or <laughs> if you're opening a door for someone, but then they're trying to open it for you and just no one ever goes in because you're both trying to be polite. Or when you're at a restaurant and then the bill comes oh, and yeah. everybody argues about who's going to pay the bill. I'll pay it. No, you pay it. No, yeah. I'll pay it. And then uh, everybody wants to be the person who's like doing the right thing. Wow. We call that a Canadian standoff. I like it. <laughs> I, I, the way my mind works, I immediately thought it was some form of euphemism. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was interested no, to see what that was going to be. Based. <laughs> I expect maybe it could be, but we are not aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> so where in Canada are you both? We are uh, just near London, in fact, London, Canada. So, so that's quite confusing. That yeah. So, so we're in southwestern Ontario, near the Great Lakes, near Niagara Falls, just north of Detroit for people that are familiar with the U.S. Amazing. So we're only about a two-hour drive from the U.S. where we are. Cool. And um, the majority of Canadians are in Ontario. And then the country is massive. It's huge. If you mm-hmm. look at the map, it's gigantor. But um, yeah, yeah southwestern been, Ontario, London. I've been, not, been to, not been to London, but I've, I did a tour. Oh, man. 10 years ago, um, went from Vancouver to Jasper, Banff, Calgary, and then flew to Toronto, then trained to Montreal. And it was amazing. Oh, cool. You got to see some of the good bits. That's awesome. It was amazing. It just my, one of the favorite places I've ever been to the people I thought were incredible. Um, cause the way I, I guess my experience of it, I, See, it's a bit like America, but without the arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it's a lot like America without the arseholes. And ironically, the only Americans we met on that trip were total wankers <laughs> in a bar wow. in Toronto. Harsh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. To, basically, it was me and my friend from uni, and they were given this poor barmaid um, just hassle. And we ended up having to step in and say, listen, guys, you might want to go. She doesn't need this. Just call it a night um, and we had a great night after that well in fact, actually she very kindly invited us down to play volleyball down at the beach the following day it was, uh, it was magical that checks out yeah <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing <laughs> no i've never been but it's definitely somewhere i need to go you need to get it on your bucket absolutely list, improvement list mm-hmm. all of the above yeah absolutely no but thank you so much guys for for agreeing to come on here um i think it was very impulsive of everyone that we've done yeah let's just do a podcast episode together so we're quite happy about it so thanks for that very well, we're happy about it too thank you for having us not a problem um so today we're going to be talking about motivation um we have a couple of questions on on the topic the the question center sort of center around how to keep motivation but it's more about how to build it initially mm. do we find ourselves are, are more motivated people are you a motivated person yeah yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of people that's asked questions that I don't think are very motivated. But before that, I've, I know for a fact me and Dave's had a bit of a laugh for the last few days because he's got a very, very funny story he's eager to share, mm. um, specifically about his laptop. Mm. So I cannot um, believe it. he made me drive to his house as well. So actually, after um, we recorded <laughs> last week's episode, um, which we normally do on a Friday. I, on on Saturday, I think it was, I was trying to locate the charger for my laptop, my MacBook that we're currently um, recording on. And I was at a complete loss as to where this had disappeared to. So I tried to retrace my steps. I went along to, uh, well, the bar that I DJ in to ask if anyone had found it. They hadn't seen it. Uh, The next day, in fact, I think it was on Monday, actually, I went to um, a local supermarket, which I'd been to briefly on Friday afternoon in the hope that it might be there. And I would looked all, all over my house. And I even, I was messaging him saying, listen, mate, 
any chance you've accidentally picked up this charger because I cannot figure out where this thing has gone. And <laughs> so he drops the charger, this spare one he has round to my house. Um, so then I could, you know, kick off the working week with a working laptop. And then was it, was it on Sunday night? It was, yeah. it was, it so was Sunday, Sunday night. night. I was speaking to my wife about this and I walked past my fridge freezer and it was like a, just a flashback just hit me right in the face. <laughs> And I opened up the freezer door and I was like, oh my God, it's there. It what? was sat in the freezer. <laughs> Why? Because there's no answer to that. <laughs> you know what the so, answer is? You have a small child, don't you? Are you uh, sleep no, deprived? No, it, was, it was all him. No, it was me. It was all him. It was no, me. no, I mean, you're sleep deprived and then you did that because of the small children situation. Well, well, that, he, he, he did that in complete intentional because on Friday he did the same thing with his phone. Yeah, so I've got an iPhone, and <laughs> when an iPhone gets too hot, it gives you a message oh, to say, cool down. Gotcha. Right, right, right. I'll be smart here. I put it in the freezer. I set Alexa on a three-minute timer, took it out, and then checked the, checked the laptop charge. I was like, well, that's quite cozy as well. Right, that can go in. <laughs> I forgot to set an alarm. And then two days later, I found it in there um, after oh a very strong flashback. So what are the effects of being in the freezer on a charger? Does it still work? It works fine. Oh, perfect. It's and it's weird. very cool. That's what you said. It was a really cool hiding place. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't that either. I didn't mean it. I promise. <laughs> we had something similar happen once. Like, you know how kids will have like one stuffed animal that they have to sleep with? Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. My son lost his and, and we looked high and low for it. And it was in the freezer. Oh my god! So who put it in there? Well, it was—it's one of those freezers. Like, do you know what I mean by like a chest freezer? Like, yeah. It, like yeah. yeah. He had somehow—he was playing, and he was in the basement. Popped up the lid and put the ant stuffed animal in there. We had no idea, oh and uh, we found it. It was quite the drama because he would not go to bed without it. But yeah. Oh my oh, god! That resonates with me because I lost my favorite cuddly toy when I was. Oh. Uh, toddler I, I still remember it it was a little toy bunny and my dad used to go um shooting so with a shotgun um shooting clays but animals as well i i must have only been about four years old maybe and um took this bunny and shoved it down a rabbit hole and forgot which rabbit hole i put it down oh, and then no. couldn't find it that's really oh. sad. It is. <laughs> oh, bunny, you live down here. Woo, cool. Oh, that's Never sad. to be seen again. No. This is an interesting glimpse into your past, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot. It was past it's his whole life. Well, I guess in the theme of motivation, it's quite interesting. Like if, you know, there was a strong level of motivation to try and find that laptop um, in the same way that you'll have been highly motivated yeah. to soothe your poor child to find this uh, cuddly toy well and i think that you know i mean it it's certainly not a a, a distant link to make that connection that you got to want it mm. and it's got to be something driving that underneath it can't just happen on its own mm -hmm. mm. no that's very true actually that is very true and it kind of leads us into the topic of today doesn't it there we go Quite nicely lovely segue <laughs> very nice very nice so as I was mentioning, um, we've got two questions that we'd really like to discuss. Um, now, these are questions that come from social media or indeed friends of ours, actually. Uh, but I'll start, with, I'll start with one. This is from Leanne. So she says, 
I found that I'm very motivated in the evening rather than during the day. Uh, when the day comes down from work, etc., and I can't seem to get much done, but I'm inspired to do as much as possible. However, my motivation seems lower when I need it the most. Any tips on how to switch this around? I totally identify with that. Do sure. you? I do. I really identify with that. Yeah, I'm motivated when I'm, when I'm in a place where I can't do anything about it. There's a real <laughs> irony there. Be, yeah. Real irony. But I, I identify with that one. And so I really sympathize with Leanne because I get that. Um, and the thing that came to mind for me is I think sometimes, and I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm a procrastinator at all. No, you do everything but, when you're supposed to, when, and check it off immediately because you're very good at I'm a bit of a robot. That. No, no, not a robot. <laughs> you're very disciplined. You're my accountability partner. But you're, you're good. I would say there are times when, you know, I have the time in the evening, but then I don't really feel like that, like able to, you know, I, so, so I will say sometimes at night, I will be able to, like last night, for example, all of a sudden at nine o'clock, I took, I was doing a bunch of work. And I got a ton done between nine and 11. And I think it was because I was up against a deadline. Mm-hmm. And so I often find like, why do I not get that sense of urgency of like, I got to get this done during the day? Cause mm-hmm. I would love to have yeah. that feeling at 8am when I walk into the office, I would love to have that, like, let's get going mindset. And I think the thing that you can do is you can think about what's happening to your brain in the evening when you're up against that time crunch and kind of recreate that for yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of different ways you can do that. You could change the clock and you could pretend you're about to leave work and you gotta get out of there. You could try some <laughs> mental trick. But the thing that works really well for me is I use something called Pomodoros. And I don't know if this is something you're familiar oh, with. Yeah, it is actually. I've got a, an You've app. I, I mentioned this yeah. in one of our episodes because I've, I've got, mm. now got an, uh, a to-do list app that yes. has a Pomodoro timer on it. Oh, perfect. Which is, I, d- I didn't know what it was at the time. Um, I just thought it was a fun alarm clock kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I actually thought it was a deadline maker. Like 25 oh, minutes to, yeah, yeah. to tick off something or something like that. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't sure, so I researched into it. And yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it now. So I have found that to be really effective. So I have a thing um, that I do and I kind of like, if, if I really have a day where I need to get a lot done, I'll kind of use it as a way to launch myself. So I have it where I like, I go in, I look through my inbox, I delete any emails I don't need. I convert things over to tasks that, you know, to avoid using my email as a task manager, convert things over to tasks in my to-do list. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what I do is I sit down and I make my priorities for that day and I assign them to a Pomodoro. So that really gets me focused because, oh my gosh, the world is full of distractions and it's so easy to get pulled in other ways. And I think that that's the thing that happens at the end of the day is you've kind of gotten all these things done and, and you're able to maybe focus a little bit clearer. Mm-hmm. But you can recreate that for yourself in the morning and start off your day. Even if you can get one Pomodoro done, you're definitely going to keep going for the can rest of the Can I interrupt for one second? Yeah. For those people who, for example, don't know what a Pomodoro is. Sorry. Can you give us a little a bit pomodoro. more of something about what that is? Like I'm oh, asking for a friend. A pomodoro, it refers to a <laughs> timer. Yeah. I think that's where it comes from, right? An egg timer? Yeah, it's but it looks like a tomato because it's an Italian word yeah. for, for tomato. tomato. or tomato. Yeah, I love this. I think so. So it's a 25-minute block of time. 
Okay. So what you do is you set the timer and it is, it is somewhat panic inducing. It's awesome. It is. <laughs> set up your timer. And so like I will set it beside my computer and you set it to count down. Okay. And so basically you're like sitting there working and you see the time clicking away. So it gives you that like sense of urgency and you make sure that you're only working on one thing. So you're not getting sidetracked working on other things and you're monotasking, which is very important. Okay. Love it. So it gets your head in a good headspace. So Leanne, I would try that. I don't know if that'll work for you, but I find it very helpful for me because boy, do I totally relate to that. Um, you'll hear the, one of the differences between Jenny and I, when you hear my answer versus hers. Uh, <laughs> but generally speaking, when I was thinking about this and how to answer it for Leanne, I just wanted to kind of go back to kind of higher level and realize that motivation as a concept is this thing that everybody's waiting for it to happen. It's like this feeling or this inspiration or something where everybody's just waiting for someone or something to be like, ta-da, here's the motivation. And often that's not the way it works. Usually what happens is, people are doing something and then doing the thing is what then gives them the motivation to continue doing the thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, and I'll use, use exercise as an example, because this is one of those things that I often have to come back to in terms of mm -hmm. regaining motivation is if I know I have a run coming up or if I have a, an exercise bout coming up, instead of dreading it or procrastinating, or if I am doing those things, I tell myself, I'll do it for five minutes. So I've taken the huge, big, overwhelming task that I don't have any motivation for, I've broken it down into what is the very first step of that task, meaning put on my running shoes, or I'll do it for five minutes. And then often, if I go and I actually convince myself that I'll run for five minutes, which doesn't seem like a big deal, yeah, I can run for five minutes, I can do anything for five minutes. Once I'm in it, now the action of having started doing it creates motivation to keep doing it. So it's sort of like if I don't wanna do something, just do the thing that you don't wanna do, it creates the motivation to keep doing the thing you wanna do. So the overall concept of this, it, it, um, I didn't come up with this. It's lovely. I could steal it if I want to. But basically, here's what it comes down to is easier to act yourself into a better way of feeling than to feel yourself into a better way of acting. So instead of waiting for the feeling, do the action and then the feeling comes. Yeah. Cool. So that's, that's my best example. And if Leanne, for example, has something, some task that is overwhelming during the day where she wants the motivation, I would say take whatever that task is, break it down into simpler bits, and then take the very first bit and then do the thing. Yeah. Once you start doing the thing, the feeling of motivation will come. I think that the common thing between what we're both saying is momentum and you have to get it for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I've, I've tried out the, the Pomodoro on a few different things. Um, and what I've discovered is 25 minutes is sometimes not enough time. So when the timer actually goes off, oh, I, I hate the world at that point. I, I, I can't do anything else but just sit there sulking with myself because I didn't finish the task. But Even the, though the task the is like an hour long. The Pomodoro though, I think, from everything I've read, is like that that's your ideal state. It's not about getting it done within that time. It's getting your mind focused because I think really, I don't think it's about getting it done in that little chunk of time. Mm. I think it's getting your mind sharp and getting going on it. Best case creating momentum, like you just said, creating yeah, that momentum, you're getting it going. And then best case scenario, you keep going and you work longer. Exactly. Cause if the Pomodoro goes off, 
then it, that's like giving you a sense of awareness of how motivated you are to do it. So how high that energy state actually is. Because mm-hmm. then you've got a choice. You can just wind up the Pomodoro again and just keep going. Absolutely. Um, I love that though. That act Breaking your way into feeling. Mm-hmm. You're going to that, of feeling you? your way into act. Was that the right way to? Yeah, it says it's easier to act your way into a certain way of feeling yeah. than it is to feel yourself into a better way of acting. So yeah, the, the thing that I thought about when I saw this word is, you know how Tony Robbins often talks mm. about changing your state in order mm. to, to like create a new environment or in mm-hmm. order to, like state is what changes first and then everything yeah. comes from that. I yes. think it's kind of a play off of that. We want to mm. do the action to do the thing and then yeah. the state of motivation or inspiration will come from that. Amazing. I love that. And I'm reminded of one of my new clients. So he's in a tough spot where he's effectively leading a business. It's a property business um, that are struggling and he's trying to get to the point where he can exit that and pursue uh, a new um, investment company that he's creating. And he's just finding that there's so many problems and challenges within the business that he's in. It's just draining his energy all the time. And um, what I encouraged him to do just um, last week, right at the start of last week, was end his day, find a way to actually end his day, do something for himself to, you know, give fuel his energy again so that exactly what you were saying there, put himself into a different state again. So then he created the energy to then do some of the actions that would serve him towards that next step, which is this new business, this new thing that he wants to do, which is very much part of his vision, his big picture. Um, Because initially when we spoke about, I suggested, you know, maybe just go for a walk or just, just something physical um, to get that energy. I think he ended up spending a couple hours in his garden and, but he Mm. just came back to the next day and just said he loved it. It just had such a positive impact on him, his way of thinking. Um, So yeah, what you said there just resonates so much that, you know, create the environment or create the state that really enables you <laughs> to have the motivation and because there must be loads of people out there who are probably going along doing something because they need to right now whether it you know it is a job or something else but actually they've got something else that they want to do that they're drawn to but they just perhaps don't know how to do it because maybe don't have the energy to do it well, actually, that's a great way of being able to create the energy to make it happen. But then you need that consistency. <laughs> wow. And I think um, with what you're saying, too, I think that this is where I know for me something I, I refer to it as ritual. It's mm. very important. So if you are if you need to, you know, like for him leaving work and needing to come home and kind of get that energy. Mm. I think that an important thing to do is come home and it sounds weird, but change your clothes. Mm. These little things that you can do to help you let go of one part of your day and get ready for the next part of it. And I think that that's one of them. Um, You probably aren't familiar with a a show we had over here called Mr. Rogers, Rogers Neighborhood. Yeah, I think it was called that. It was a children's show. And at the beginning of it, every time he would come home and he would take off his jacket and hang it up and put on a cardigan and take off his shoes and put on like sneakers And I just remember that being my first exposure to like, that there's something you do that denotes that it's home time. 
Mm. And that it's you're switching into a new way of being. And I think that that can be a really important thing to do as well, is to kind mm. of trick your mind into knowing that now it's time for something different. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's, that's quite interesting, actually. I'm, uh, you've, you've turned me on to Audible, actually, but I'm currently listening to the book. I don't know if you're familiar with Atomic Habits. It's one oh. that they oh. definitely recommended to me, and I feel like they've, they've both read it. Atomic <laughs> we love it. Yeah. We love it. You've we spoken about it before. Them. I have. Yeah, weirdly, yeah. You told me okay. you were going to read it or you did read it. It doesn't matter. In any case, no. this, this was, <laughs> that was in the book. Get after it. James Clear is one of our online pretend best friends. We love him. And right. We <laughs> but, but yeah, what you just said is in there. Um, is, he's talk, he talks about, I'm currently like, I think it's chapter seven I'm on, but it's something to do with creating cues or triggers for yourself. Yes. And that sounds exactly what you just described. Mm-hmm. Um, create little cues to change your habits and yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate actually mm-hmm. well uh, described I, I was listening to um was watching a, a video so i'm part of a company called mindful talent which is a, a training organization train coaches train leaders um also do executive coaching and and there's a well-being part to the business as well and alistair gray who's uh, one of the founders awesome dude known for quite a long time. Um, he did a little um, series, video series of Facebook Lives on morning rituals. Um, so I've been meaning to get to them, so I watched the first one today, which is about um, intention setting. So he spoke about you know, that switch of role where he uses his keys coming out of his pocket to either leave the house or to come home. And he uses this coaching model called Stop, where he says to himself stop take a moment like take a breath just kind of observe your thoughts and feelings and then basically move into a different way of being so it's it's his kind of mechanism and cool. tool and the way key is that the keys are the cue for the trigger for it yeah exactly oh, cool. uh, to then you know switch that role switch that his mindset into you know being so the p for him being present so coming into his home being very present for him his wife and his little girl um so yeah that i love that as well just just the whole idea of, of stopping and giving yourself mm. permission to have that space because you can apply that to so many things day to day you know really helping you as a human being from moving from a reactive state into a responsive state where you're not just reacting to things around you you actually respond to them instead you you're taking back control in that way Mm. um which can go a long way to serving things like your own personal motivation i love that i just wrote that down i love that reactive to responsive that's awesome Mm -hmm. wow well done i feel like you're quite motivated about this i love it (laughs) (laughs) dave gets into a certain rhythm um, I think Dave's so. giving out some free coaching right now, and I'll take it. Yes, thank you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for You're it. Welcome. <laughs> it is quite valuable mm. when he's like this. See, when he's sleepy, it's, it's not as not as useful. <laughs> and the, isn't the irony of it though that it's after eleven? It's because you're used exactly. to be DJing right now, right? You're in DJ mode right now. I know exactly, Bosma. But also today, um, <laughs> I've just started. I knew you'd bring it up. <laughs> I uh, so I've been drawn to. Um, eating habits recently and um, I've watched a few videos just in the last few days about um about fasting but also time restricted eating yeah yeah Yeah. so this is my first day of trying some time restricted eating so I have my first um 
or consumed my first nutritious something at half past 10 this morning. And I, I gave myself until well, I wanted to have a 10 hour window. So I had my dinner at about seven o'clock. So now I'm not eating anything, but I'm feeling that like energy, oh, of nice. just, you know, it yeah. seems to be working for me even now. Like, yeah, for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems to be. It seems to be. Just yeah. check, check in with them tomorrow and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's pretty good, actually. Um, so I, I feel like we've sort of got an answer for Leanne, mm. kind of. I hope uh, so. Well, I hope so, too. Well, I mean, do, you, do you guys have anything to add? I would say that we sort of maybe did some high-level answers. Maybe there's something that's more practical that we can bring into it for Leanne. Yeah, my initial response when she asked me this question was, you should really go for a couple of Red Bulls or something, but I don't think that's ah. useful. <laughs> Well, one of the things I thought about just to make it simple for Leanne was Mm. we've talked about these high level things, but she wants to be motivated during a certain time of the day. She is motivated during the evening. So my first question was, well, maybe the simplest solution is the solution. Does she have to be motivated during the earlier part of the day or can she rearrange her world so she can do her main work when she has the motivation, when she gets the feeling? Well, that was was certainly my thought as well, is um, there's got to be some flexibility in the time that you've got to be motivated and the time that you relax. Um, If you're motivated in the evening, see what you can do in the evening. Absolutely. Um, Well, I think it's it's using your own intuition, isn't it? It's it's becoming aware of Mm. how your energy flows throughout the day. So do you find that you're consistently more energized at a certain time? And can you then practically rearrange your day to then be in tune and in line with that energy so then you're making best use of that energy when it's actually present yeah oh and i just heard something recently on another podcast i'm expecting you to just know what i'm thinking um, <laughs> i haven't we haven't got to that state yet um, i think it was kate northrup oh, i know and she talks about and this is because i'm assuming leanne is a woman Um, that there is something with the rhythm of a woman's body that she can actually time the things that she does in her life to certain weeks throughout the month when she is going to naturally be more creative and energetic. I'm pretty sure it was Kate Northrup. It wasn't on the Goop podcast? It was on the Goop podcast. uh, podcast. Gwyneth Paltrow has a podcast and they were talking about that. So maybe she should check that out. I'm going to fact check myself. So the one thing I was going to add to what Jenny was saying is that generally speaking, culturally, especially in like Western culture, it's Mm. like we're expected that we wake up at a certain time and we go to work from nine to five, but not every human is designed to be the most productive between the hours of nine to five. So this is where this comes in. If we can create a life where we are responsive, as you say, to the things that are around us, when we're most likely to be like, ready to get after it versus Mm -hmm. the time when I'm sleepy at 9am when I'd rather be sleeping and then stay up late if I'm a night owl. Mm -hmm. So uh, Matt Diavella talks about that sometimes too. Oh, I do enjoy Matt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm a liar about that goop thing. Oh, really? I don't know. I'll log it out. We'll we'll put a link if we can. If we find it, we'll put a link to it. Uh, But yeah, Matt Matt Diavella, I've spoken about him before, actually. Directed. Yeah, so speaking of, what's the name of that guy that does the monthly challenges that you guys were talking about? Max Hurton. Max Hurton. Max Hurton. So I thought of Matt Diavella when I heard about you guys talking about Max Hurton because Matt Diavella did a one-month experiment where he woke up at 5.30 every day. 
And then at the end of the month, he did sort of like the debrief of how it went for him. And he basically came to the conclusion that he's a night owl. He hated being up early in the morning. He wasn't as productive. Mm -hmm. So just like that, he recognized as a human, here's when I'm the most productive and I'm going to use it to my advantage. So that's something that if Leanne can find a way to use that in her world, fantastic. And he's still doing it. He's still doing monthly challenges. Matt Diavella is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. He's great. He's a great filmmaker and he's a mm -hmm. cool minimalist dude. Like he's neat. Awesome. Yeah, he is. Um, he directed the minimalism documentary. I told you to watch that ah. you probably haven't yet. No, yeah, no. no. Okay, wonderful stuff. Okay. You, you'll get to oh it. Oh my gosh, Dave is the so many. Dave <laughs> is the Peggy of their group, <laughs> and Sean is totally the Jenny <laughs> of our group. Bizarre, very bizarre. So, did you? Know it's like looking in a male mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there an Instagram filter that's like what you can look like as the opposite gender? Maybe yeah. is that what's happening yeah. right now? Yeah, that's it. Oh, it. Amazing, I it. amazing. I think I officially made that up about Kate Northrop. I don't know. Well, I remember you telling me about it, so it exists. I just don't know where it was. It's a thing. Who knows? Okay. I wasn't just getting anything. Sure, you could you could just coin it as your own. I mean, I'd be fine with it. Be if fine. it's supposed to come back, it there's will. like the levels of appropriation, right? Of when you steal someone's idea. Like I would say, Peggy once said. And then the next level is a friend of mine once said, and then the next level is I once said, and then it's, I always say, that's how you steal people's ideas. It moves in, in phases. Okay. Sorry. I just skip straight to the last one. All right. <laughs> <Do> you. <laughs> wonderful that's, stuff. Wonderful. And stuff. I stole that from Elizabeth Gilbert. The levels of appropriation? Yep. Oh my goodness. We have brought a lot of names in the last five minutes. Uh, we are, speaking of appropriating, we're appropriating your podcast. So please carry on with yeah. your next question. Go for it. Like women do. Wonderful. So what, what I think we should do, because um, like, like I said, we, we normally keep this between 30 and 40 minutes and we've just passed. Yeah. Well, I think so much for that. the 30 minute mark. Um, <laughs> so we'll roll this on to another episode as well, because I have one more question. Um, okay, awesome. We'll, we'll roll that on to another question. Um, but for now, I think we should say goodbye. Um, and then we'll come back with the, other, with the other question in the next episode. Amazing. You good with that? Yeah. Okay, if you guys are okay with that. Um, Fantastic. Certainly do that. All right, thank you so much for listening. I hopefully answered some answers. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it occurred to me that I don't know if we gave her one, but we gave her like four or five. Um, her favorite, I guess. Exactly. Uh, but I, I really hope so. Um, I hope you found it useful listening to it. And hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thank you so much for listening, people. And we'll talk to you next week. See ya. We hope you enjoyed that chat with Sean and Dave. I know we sure did. Let's talk about next week. On next week's episode, you'll hear the second half of our conversation with Sean and Dave from the other Improvement Project podcast. It's equally, if not more entertaining than the first half, so you are going to want to listen in. And we answer another listener question, and there's more random hilarity. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project, the Canadian version at least. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show, and that Sean and Dave mentioned as well, in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like the show, and we hope that you do, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and let them know it's free. Some people aren't aware that podcasts are completely free to subscribe and listen to. 
So we would also love it if you would rate us and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help more people to find the show. We also have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. What did you think about those Scots? I think the word doppelganger comes to mind. Doppelgangers with excellent accents. Excellent. And different gender. But other than that, same, same. Yeah, same, same. Same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Exactly.